I'm back home. Well, that was a weak amen. It was from the one that preached one of the days. While the screen's going down, someone asked me, they always know when I go on vacation, something happens. What happened in your vacation? Someone broke into our car and siphoned out some of the gas. So the devil always tries to do everything he can, try to slow you down. Couldn't figure out why I was only getting 19 miles a gallon on my Honda Accord. Just didn't make sense. And then we figured out what it was. Well, the Lord's good. We're back home. Gene's sick. We've been around enough people that have had the flu that invariably one of us would have gotten it. And she's the one that got tagged first. So she's at home today. This is the church we went to in Springfield, Missouri. Lovely church. Um, wonderful church members that are there. And uh, that's where I presented the 10 Days of Preparing the Latter Rain series. Also got an invitation from someone who was visiting to go to Ottumwa, Iowa and put it on and another place in Austin, Texas. A pastor was there to go and put it on. And I said, you need to clear all that with the board first. Uh, don't start making invitations for you before you know what's happening. The Lord blessed us. We had a good time fellowshipping with the people. You remember when Jesus left the, the upper room and he went into the Garden of Gethsemane and he was beginning to feel weighted down? And the pressure was on him. The sins of the world was was placed on his shoulders. and His concern was for you and me. He had a concern for the people of this lost world, burden for them, that he took their sins upon his shoulders because he knew that there was no way that we could save ourselves. I kind of had a glimpse of what that was like when I, when I went to this church because there is a large group in the area of the Bible Belt of Seventh-day Adventists that are not going to church. They have a great burden for these men, women, and children because they're not going to church. And I'm praying that God will somehow reach them. What they're actually doing is this group of people who have dropped out of church, discouraged with the way the leadership is going in the conference, discouraged with the pastors, discouraged with a lot of things. They're trying to meet in their homes and they're trying to do second best. They're trying to worship there and trying to hold church services in their home. They're really doing it in protest. They don't have any place to pay their tithe. They don't have any place to really hold a, an adequate communion service. Um, they're missing out on the fellowship of friends and relatives. So my heart is going out to them. No, no guidance or leadership. And they're hurting inside. And they're wanting answers. They know that Jesus is coming soon, but they're, 
They're not sure if they're heading in the right direction. They hope they are. They're praying that they are. My heart goes out to them. But really, they're only hurting themselves. They think that this protest is hurting the conference and hurting the denomination and the local church. But in reality, they're cutting themselves off from God's appointed church. God established this denomination. And when you break off from the denomination, you're breaking off from what God has established. And so really, in this protest, they're just hurting themselves. They sit in their homes full of anger instead of full of the love of Christ. We see some of that around here, but it's not in as great a measure as it is back there. Because here, if you're dissatisfied with the pastor, and you can go three or four miles down the road and get another church. Or three or four miles from there and go to another church. We have some people that are coming to the Springfield Church that are traveling an hour and a half one way just to come to church. So they just don't have the options that we have here. And so they're angry. They're worthless because they've cut themselves off from actually helping the church. Now the conference, from my understanding, is happy to see them go. They get less complaints when they go into the office. They're not a part of the church constituency, so when it comes around to the constituency meetings every few years to vote in the officers of the church, they don't have the opposition that's there because they're no longer a part of the church, so there isn't any problem. They think that if they're withholding the tithe that it's going to hurt the conference. And if you remember what uh, Dr. Veit said, he said, in reality, when the conference tithe goes down and they see a necessity of having to lay off pastors, they're going to lay off the pastors who don't conform to what they believe first. So they're hurting the church. The ones that you want to have to stay, they're out the door. So you see, what they're going through, what they think that they're doing is the will of God, is really hurting God's way. And so God's church begins to suffer. They're cut off from the church. And what will happen is they're soon going to turn to ashes. Now you see why I have a burden for those individuals. Some of them came to my meeting. Some of them shared. Some of them praised God we were able to get back into the church. But these individuals are hurting, desperately seeking God's will, desperately wanting to do what's right. They just don't quite know how to go about doing it. And so it's my prayer somehow that we can bring the living water to those who hunger and thirst for God. I'm soliciting your prayers on behalf of those individuals that God would somehow bring life 
to those families who are hungering and thirsting for God. They know they're in need of something, but they've cut themselves off from the very place that God could reach them the best. Matthew 5, verse 6, we had it in our scripture reading, says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. This is the promise that I'm praying that will be fulfilled in that area. They're good people. They're just angry. But God loves them too. Isaiah 55, verses 1 to 3, say, Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. The water doesn't necessarily come to them. They need to come to the waters. And you who have no money, come buy and eat. Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance. Incline your ear and come to me here and your soul shall live. They need a place to go where they can be satisfied of their spiritual thirst. They need a feeding place to give them an abundance of spiritual food. They need a place to go where they can hear a sermon that will bring life back into their souls. That place, believe it or not, is the church. As flawed as it is. There's another thing that they are missing. They miss out, like I said, on participating in a communion service. It's the celebration of life, eternal life, that was instituted by Jesus in the upper room. The communion service at church is a place where John, in John 6:35, says, He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. Did you know that this is actually fulfilled in a communion service? That's held within a church itself. Communion is where we drink the pure grape juice that reminds us of Christ's death on the cross. Communion is where we eat the unleavened bread reminding us that Jesus is the bread of life. If the church seems out of control, if humans who lead the church are doing things not according to Scripture, communion reminds us that our Lord and Savior is still in control. That very night, Jesus revealed the betrayer who walked away from the church body of believers to do his nasty deed of betraying Jesus. It was also the place where Peter was shown his sinful condition that would later make a huge change in his life. God is in control of the body of Christ. Sometimes it doesn't look like it, but in reality, he is in control. The body of Christ is his church. He who has the Son has life. He who breaks away from the church breaks away from the source of life itself. Yes, the church body needs cleansing. Yes, there are problems. Not only in local churches, but in the entire denomination. 
But who's going to do the cleansing? The communion service helps us to realize who it is. That promise is taken care of. John 13, verse 8, when Jesus says, If I do not wash you, you have no part with me. When did he say that? He said it to Peter when he was getting ready to wash Peter's feet. It is the job of our Creator to cleanse the church. And He will do it. Just like He cleanses us of our sins. It's not our responsibility, it's His responsibility. I just need to be willing. When you walk away from the cleansing that will take place in the church, you're walking away from the source of life. We all need the cleansing in our own personal lives. I want you to do a couple of things this morning. For those of you who are visiting or not familiar with Seventh-day Adventists, we take very seriously what Jesus talks about in the example that he gave in the upper room of washing each other's feet. I know it sounds kind of ridiculous, and I was embarrassed to tears when I first came into an Adventist church, had no idea what was going on, and everybody whisked everybody off and told me to take off my shoes and my socks, and I'm going, what in the world is this church doing? But it is a cleansing. It's a mini-baptism. We all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We all make mistakes. doesn't mean we're totally lost. What it means is, I need cleansing. And I can get that in the foot washing service. But also, I am willing to serve in whatever capacity the Lord reveals to me. And so as I'm washing the other person's feet, as I'm praying with them, I am willing to serve, no matter how humiliating this might be and how it might seem. I don't know about you, but in my ministry, I've washed some pretty dirty feet. Older man who came to our church, no one wanted to be around him because he worked on a dairy in bringing the cattle in to be milked. That was his whole job. That was all he was capable of doing, is just bringing the cattle in. He would do that before he'd come to church. Do you know what his feet smell like? It certainly wasn't ice cream. No one would wash his feet. But I said, if my Lord and Jesus was willing to serve me, a sinner, I am willing to serve others like Jesus would. And I would kneel down and wash his feet. He needed that cleansing. Not only physically, but he needed it spiritually. And we all do. That's why we have a communion service. So we're coming here not only for us to be cleansed, not only for us to partake of this 
this beautiful service that is established within the church of partaking of the body, satisfying my hunger for Christ, partaking of the pure wine, satisfying my thirst for Christ. But then I've got to stop and think, there are some individuals who cannot do that, who are hungering and thirsting, who can no longer feel like they can be a part of the church. I want you to be praying for these individuals. I mean, if it's happening in southern Missouri, it's happening in other states and other countries all over the world. Jesus is coming soon. And just remember, he loves them. And we are to love them just as much as he loves us. But I've never met them. I wished I could have taken the entire church down to Missouri with us, not to go to Branson, but to come down and to see and to minister to these individuals. You would have walked away so blessed and so excited that you wouldn't be able to stand yourself. But oh, how they need the blessing of Christ. How they long for it. How they're praying for it. They just don't know how to go about getting it. The Lord is in control, so we need to pray for them. Because they're meeting today in their homes, trying to do their best, reading their scriptures. But they're saying it's just not quite good enough. We need something more. Oh, I tell you, when you sat there and you see these people when they were coming in who were starving spiritually, and you see the Lord changing their lives, and the few of them that came to be able to get them to come back to church, what a blessing that is. What a blessing. So what we're going to do is I'm going to have prayer. We have these three rooms over here, and if you need to spread out, go ahead, for families. What a blessing for families to watch each other's feet. Men, you're the spiritual leader of the household. If you have family here, you lead out and you wash the feet of your children and of your wife. And then she will wash your feet. But there are some who still who don't have family members here, and some who who feel a little uncomfortable in doing that. The old traditional way was the men was to wash the men's feet, and the ladies are to wash the ladies' feet. Well, we still have that available. The ladies go in the last classroom out here, outside. And then the men in the next one, and you can do that at that time as well too. Pray for each other, wash each other's feet, and then come back here cleansed and receptible to receiving the body of Christ, the, the body and the shed blood of Jesus. In other words, putting on the righteousness of Christ, like what we studied about in our Sabbath school lesson today. Thank God that you're in a church. Thank God you've got a place to worship. 
because I thank God for you, my church family. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Oh, Lord, I pray. I pray for the cleansing that can take place within our lives that you've promised. So we pray that that will happen. And then we pray that when we come back, we will be filled with the spirit of the living God. But my burden is for those who are back in Missouri right now and other states, other places, other countries who do not have a church. Those who are angry. That anger can block the actual spirit of Christ from entering in. Who do not have the privilege of being able to worship like how we worship. Touch their lives, Lord, as you're in control and reach out to them. For we as Christians must band together as a church and not be scattered in many different directions. Lord, lead us now is our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.